0: Hey, this is Mohammed Salahuddin, and you're listening to the Fired Up Sports Betting Podcast, and this is your first episode. I'm excited to be here, and I'm ready to start cashing checks and bets with y'all and start making it happen. This will be a long relationship, and I'm ready to start it off with y'all. We got an action uh day, and I can't wait to get it started. Now, we have a lot of uh, sports games coming up today, and we'll start off with the NBA playoffs. Now, looking at the NBA playoffs, everybody. There are certain things that have been happening. Atlanta winning the last game at home really have a lot of people in uh, thinking that Atlanta will make it to game seven at least with them winning win already in Philly and them winning one in Atlanta. But this is how I see it. I expect this game to end in six. Philly kept it close. And from what I see based on the numbers right now, the way the betting trends are going, the Sharps are on Philly minus six. The line opened up yesterday at minus six and a half. And people have been pounding it, and it's already down to minus six, and we're still approximately 24, 24 hours away from the game. So with that being said, and if you look at the pro systems that I look at, the return on investments on this is 20, uh, 20, uh, 21% of your return on your investment, which is 64% accurate, 62%, uh, sixty four percent accurate, approximately 62% accurate, right? So when you're combining these numbers and looking at it at minus six, what what tells me is that this is where you, this is where you want to catch the number now. If you can catch this number for Philly at minus five and a half, minus six, you're loving it, and you are expecting the cash as I am at home. Philly crowd will be raucous. Atlanta has shown how susceptible they are to Philly's defense and how hard it gets for them to score, especially if they're not hitting some of their outside jumpers. Which again, even in the New York series, they showed they go through cold streaks. And with that being said, I am very. Excited about this bet. This is this is something you want to get with and get on. Now with Philly at minus five and a half, minus six by the time I would say this game, the way the sharps are betting, this might get up to minus seven, minus seven and a half game time. So you want to get in that range of minus six and a half, minus six, or even at minus seven. I feel that good about this one. Now look at let's look at the next game. The next game tomorrow we have clippers and utah jazz now now the public is starting to favor on the clippers after the two win at home especially uh last night being very comfortable they came out they showed up kawaii everybody the whole team played together paul george has been starting to look like playoff p instead of pandemic p so that's nice to see but with that being said my plus three for Clippers is not the play here right now. I like Utah minus three. They have Rudy Gobert, the crowd at Utah. I have not seen a crowd like this, which I believe actually does impact the game, whether it be for the Warriors or the Knicks at the Madison Square Garden. This home crowd has been raucous from the start, and I feel like it will give fits to players like Paul George that are susceptible and shown that they do, that chance and the fans do get into their head so I like Utah really a lot in this game and Quinn Snyder has been done a great job with this young team uh, they have shooters in Inglis and scorers in Bogon um, with Donovan Mitchell playing at the way he has been playing it's it's been at a ridiculous level and if he keeps improving at this rate Donovan Mitchell will be the future of this league no doubt about it he has been carrying this team and they have a three-time, four-time winning defensive player in the paint. So with that being said, I liked Utah at minus three, keeping it keeping it uh, hold and serve, and moving the series back to L.A. for game six. Now I see the series going all the way game seven. Now the question is, when it comes to game seven for the series, who's going to take it down, right? Who's going to take it down? Will it, will it be playoff B? And I think he'll be the X factor that will determine how the series goes. Because Kawhi has been consistent. Donovan Mitchell has been consistent. And who hasn't been consistent has been Paul George. So a lot of it will depend on that. Now, when looking at the total of this game, there is not really of a play of an under over 22 either. 222. It has its... it's uh, With these two teams... It's a very risky play because they have three of the best defenders, in my opinion, in the league, with Rudy Gobert, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George, and even Pat Beverly coming off the bench, even even, uh, uh, Ray John Rondo. So I I would say the under, but I wouldn't like to play the under because these two teams have been scoring on each other, especially the way they've been shooting from the outside. So I would just um, lay off the uh, over-under, and that's your basketball. some football sport I dearly love and enjoy watching 17 game season now that is the that is the thing we're looking at ladies and gentlemen um let's talk about just uh very you know lines for who to win the Super Bowl right let's keep it general and everything and see who will be winning or what the lines say regarding the Super Bowl Now, you have the Kansas City Chiefs at plus 487. Now, mind you, the value might for some of you might look good. But, man, did they look susceptible in that Tampa Bay and Chiefs game. And are you going that chalk, or are you trying to find better value? And I feel like there's better value when you're looking at the futures to win the Super Bowl. You have Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, at plus 650, if you say that staying chalk would be the right thing to go for me, I'm looking at who will be there to be competing with Tampa Bay in NFC. They should be making, to, they should be getting to the playoffs very easily. New Orleans don't have a quarterback that I believe in that can get them there. Atlanta, Matt Ryan's getting old. It'll, they have Kyle Pitts that they drafted in the first round. They have Calvin Ridley, but their defense again has been very fishy and continues to be, which causes them fits. And then, yeah, so for me, Tampa Bay getting to the playoffs automatically, plus 650 is not that bad of a number. But the number I really, really like a lot right now, and I it's it's more on what could be done with them with their defense and if their offense can start clicking at the right time. And that's the Baltimore Ravens at plus 1400. Now again, they're one of the top teams. Uh, they are in a very tough division. I do expect them to win the division over Cleveland and Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Can't forget the Bengals. <laughs> but I do expect them to win the division, and I expect them to be in the playoffs. The question is, how well can Jim Harbaugh's system with Lamar Jackson work? Can't Lamar Jackson finally get players like Hollywood Brown start, instead of just being a threat with his legs and on the ground start airing some balls out that accurately and precisely to where they can be a threat passing wise too and then that's an offense that it's very very hard to stop now if you're looking about dark looking for dark horses and want to throw a dart in the air Tennessee picking up Julio Jones right now Tennessee picking up Julio Jones they have lost John Smith on offense that's an issue for them that would be a huge, huge, that, that's a huge issue for them. Because I feel like Ryan Tannehill used a lot of Jonu Smith because of the checkdowns. A.J. Brown is another great receiver. And Julio on the other side, on the, by the sidelines, will be great mentor and everything for him. But, does, but is that checkdown down the middle receiver available? Now, Julio and A.J. Brown on both ends can make any tight end great in the middle, right? Um, that shouldn't be an issue. But that will be remain to be seen because John o. Smith was more than just any tight end when it comes to numbers. He was amazing. I love Tennessee. Actually, I expect them to come out of the South. Now, unless Carson Wentz go back to his old ways of being the MVP, Carson Wentz with the Colts, that's a whole different story. But I do expect Tennessee to come in out of the AFC South and actually be in a very good dark horse at plus 2,800. And with, uh, with their defense and everything, too, I expect their defense to improve significantly. So plus 2,800 is a great number for Tennessee. Now looking at more of the numbers, if you really want to take a shot at something, I, I don't see it happening, but Ben Roethlisberger having one last hurrah at plus uh, 3,734, right? At plus 3,734, 30, uh, that's another decent number to look at. They they can come out as a wall card, in my opinion, and if they see North. Uh, with with uh, Baltimore, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh making it all three. But with that being said, we saw, again, their defense and how their offense and Ben Roethlisberger sometimes can be very sensitive. Now, don't forget, they were to start off the last team to stay undefeated last season. So with that being said, Pittsburgh at plus 37, 34. If you're looking for a really good long shot, I think they're the ones. Um, and let's not talk about my Texans, right, because – they're sitting at plus uh 16,154 and i don't even know who our quarterback's going to be right now so we'll just uh, like let's not talk about the texans for now ever on this podcast yeah buddy Hockey playoffs are one of my favorite things, and there's only one game to talk about, really, and that is your Montreal Canadiens and the Vegas Kings. Now, Vegas Kings just came out of an amazing series. That was a fun series to watch, watching Colorado and Vegas battle back and forth. Looking at the numbers right now for this game one between Montreal and Vegas, you have Montreal at plus 212 money line. That just tells you what the books think about Montreal and the whole Canadian division there. Uh, There's not a lot of respect given there um, and I think uh, Montreal hears it in the media. I think Montreal sees it and they are being definitely disrespected but then again, Vegas is real and as real as it gets and they are definitely the favorites in the series and they're definitely being shown on the books at minus 260. With that being said, for this game, the play for me, when the over-under, when you look at it at five, because I feel like Montreal will keep it close, and the way to keep it close is they will be playing a very defensively, right? They will try to get the counterattacks going and try to score that way. Um, They'll try to keep the uh, game close. They will be on the road. They will try to get away on a counterattack, get away with a goal, and try to get the hell out of Vegas with one win at least and take it back to their fans back in Montreal and try to create havoc for them there. With that being said, the over-under being set at five, and the public loves the over. Close to 70% of the bets are on the over. When I see that, when the public is betting close to 70% or higher on a certain spread or line, for me, it is definitely going the other way. And there are a lot of reasons that trend that, first of all, let's look at Vegas, guys. That stuff is not built on free. It's built on people losing money. So remember that. Um, Public's perception and public betting is very different. And as of right now, we the way, if this percentage stays the same, you can catch Vegas. If it stays around that plus 70%, you can catch them, and I would be okay with betting under five. Now, under five is a very low line, as everybody knows, if you watch hockey, especially nowadays where you see six, seven goals being scored in some of these playoffs games and higher. Um, I would like to use this under five and smash it, actually. 70% of the bets are going on one way. You want to be on the other side. And uh, trust me, you want to be with the under on this one. As for the minus one and a half, minus one and a half could be a great play, too, especially against Montreal playing defensively, and especially if Montreal, I mean, Vegas, Montreal playing defensively. Um, But if Vegas gets those first couple goals early in the first period, this game could become uh, very reckless, and I don't expect it to go that way, and that's why I feel like it'll be a one-goal one goal game, it's very high possibility. And I can see being a very uh defensive tight game and where we'll see a lot of hard hits. Because for Montreal to win, that they have to be physical and price carry has to carry them at the net. Aren't we glad sports are back? We have the NHL playoffs going, NBA playoffs going, NFL's back on the brink and the training camps are starting up, mini camps we have the European 2020 soccer cup going right now. And I have been enjoying it. Welcome back soccer hooligans. Cause it's been missed. The fans are starting to be back in the stands and it's, it's been fun to watch some good soccer with a the crowd there. Now tomorrow, um, the games I am looking at wills and Turkey with Switzerland and Italy. Um, Wales and Turkey, Turkey got, I feel like that three zero score line that we saw with Turkey and Italy was not fair to them for what happened. Um, there was an own goal, which was on a cross, which might've been a goal or not. If, even if the guy doesn't even get his chest down, he was trying to chest at the goalie Goalie was trying to change direction back to the ball, you know, and you know, it was an on goal. The third goal, though, that was just ridiculous. The goalkeeper passed it to the Italian player. I don't know what happened there. The Italian players then just went aggressively, and you, the next thing you know, they were down 3-0. It wasn't like... it. Turkey was playing from the start defensively and playing for a draw, and you could tell that the whole first half where it was 0-0. Now, when it comes to Wales, right, uh, they have that big name in uh, Garrett Bale, but that's about it, in my opinion. Like, they... Now, in Turkey, Turkey themselves, they have Yomaz and all that, but like for me the way I've seen Turkey play soccer, like watching them play and watching that uh plus 140 money line here, that's not a bad play, but that's for me to stay away, right? Like I'm not touching that plus 140 money line. I am not exactly sure how this Turkey team is going to come out against Wales, and it could be a easy 0-0, 1-1 draw where The over-under is set at one and a half right now, and we're not touching that. Like, if we're expecting a draw here, the draw line is not even that great for us at plus 200. Like, the books know what, like, they expect a draw, too, when they put the draw at plus 200, guys, Uh, just to let you know. When they put the draw at 200 in soccer, usually the books are expecting a draw, and it's it's not a nice little, you know, look. I mean, you can go turkey in the draw, but the value just isn't there, right, for you to do both of them and get on top. Now, the Italy and Switzerland game here. Italy minus 164 at Moneyline, right? I, I don't like it, but I don't hate it either. And usually, I'm all about... Trying to avoid juice and get as much as value. But I feel like minus 164 for Italy in this game is value. And this Italian team, um, I have been saying they're the dark horse in this tournament for a while um, to win it when the tournament started too. And I expect them to come out again. And even though against Turkey, they didn't look that great as I expected them to because of the two of the goals, the way they happened. Uh, I expect them to be, again, very, very solid against the Switzerland team. Get themselves positioned comfortably. To move on, get some new guys in for the third game, and kind of position themselves who they want to play in the knockout stages moving forward so they can navigate their routes. I expect this game, um, I expect Italy to score quickly. Their defense, as Italy, uh, most of the Italian squads have been, very, very solid and very, very tight. And they look good, even with no Buffon in the goal. Uh, I expect them to be very controlling of the possession in the midfield. And with that being said, I expect them to have a lot of shots on goal. And will they convert? Italy has always had issues with finding a great finisher. Um, we'll see if they have one in Immobile. But with Italy minus 164 for this game looks great, in my opinion. And that's something I'm willing to lay the juice on and be able to play it. So as of right now, like Italy minus 164 would be a great play. Uh, I expect the line to go higher as game time gets closer. This game will be at three p m eastern for y'all uh Turkey Wales at uh noon eastern I would kind of just lay away from it and uh stay stay out of it and uh that's uh for soccer coming up now, that would be about it now looking at the tournament odds and everything for this uh uh for this tournament is uh interesting to look at because i wouldn't be able to I'm not being able to pull up the lines right now for it. I'm having issues. But for me, Italy as a dark horse was great. Croatia losing to England wasn't a great start, but their value when I saw it at like plus 3,300. And remember, Croatia made it to the World Cup finals in 2018, of the uh, soccer World Cup finals in 2018 against France, where they did handily get beat. <laughs> but i do like them they have a very experienced squad led by modric in the middle and rebic at the front uh at plus 3300 you know another dark nice value dark horse you're finding in italy was at plus 65700 i like their range too and um there were a couple other teams that i liked um not being england one of them england has always disappointed i believe their fans anybody that has backed them in major tournaments and i expect them to do the same here there's something about england not playing up to par or the hype when it comes to these big tournaments, and uh, that will that will always be my take on that they They seem to not perform. I think there's a lot of hype because of how passionate their fans are, and they're always let down, not being.